now the moment you have all been waiting for, waiting on bait and breath since early September. The Survivor Fantasy football season is coming to a close. And as always, Stephen and I are here to break it down. Um, we're right here at the end of it with the final two already set up and in place. But of course, that means we have to do one of our exit interviews. And unfortunately, that is Mr. Eric Macker, who, at, while it is his second season, it is his first time on the podcast. So, Eric, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me for the first time. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was an absolutely amazing showing from the Salty Spittoon this year. There's so much I want to talk to you about uh, from your headspace from the start of last season going into this season, whatever. There's so much to talk about. Um, but my first question uh, is just how – I'm sorry. Like, how did it feel? Like, you were that close to getting to the end. Your team was in good shape. What happened that last week? Because normally this is the part where I give a breakdown of what went wrong and, like, how you went home. But I honestly don't know because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Same here. Um. Well, now my team's completely gone, so I'm trying to remember what went wrong. But I don't think my team performed that horribly. I think I scored 150 points. It's just John T and <laughs> JP's team are just so good. It yeah, just didn't. It just point. didn't matter. Ste- uh, Stefan Diggs wasn't as well as he had. He was just. He, I think he scored like 10, put up 10 points, and that's yeah, like bad really week. bad for him. Mixon, I don't think was good either. Joe Mixon didn't play very well. Um, Joe Burrow played well. Uh, Herbert stuck. Like, yeah, I mean. Did stink. That's right. So yeah. So my quarterback didn't show up, and then two of my allegedly best players didn't show up. So that was enough to put me away. Which you know, again, I didn't have that horrible week, but it was bad enough to go home. So you know, whatever. I mean, bronze ain't bad. Yeah, you made it as far as you did. And uh, one thing I want to bring up too before Riley can hop in and ask a couple questions. Um, I thought it was amazing, kind of overcoming the Cooper Cup injury. Um, the most valuable player in all of fantasy football, you could argue. Uh, was probably the most – and especially in a league like this where a player like that can single-handedly carry you, uh, losing him early on when you you were dominating and still managing to make it uh, this far. Was there a way you kind of overcame him going down, or was it still just your team was good, you were just managed to make it far without him? I remember he – I remember a lot of people went down that week. Uh, I lost Jerry Judy, who was just like a bench player for me. But then I lost him, and I lost uh, Cooper Cup, and I believe I lost my uh, tight end, who was the guy in the Cardinals. Uh, oh, yeah, Zach Ertz. Yeah, you did. Zach Ertz. So my team wasn't in very good shape. And uh, that was the day I went on the wheel, and Timmy J um, was the one who it landed on. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I just fr- I just frantically tried to replace um, Cooper Cup, which is impossible. Um, and then, honestly, when I got head of household, which I was not expecting at all, um, I basically stole stole a player from you and stole a player from JP because I was like, I have no other option here, really. I didn't want to steal anyone that good from both of you, just to completely burn a bridge. But I'm like, I have to do this. I have to just, like, really, like, you know, try to do this. And uh, it wasn't enough, but, you know. Yeah. It was okay. I, I survived long enough. I thought it was impressive. I really did. Yeah, I, I think the number one thing I want to bring up, and we kind of hinted it at the beginning, but Eric, you, this is the second second season in the league, so you kind of know how, how this goes. But um, honestly, I mean, I could I, – I don't want to only speak for Steve, but from my perspective, you were one of the players I was most surprised with coming into the season because you played hard and you played really, really well. I think a lot of us were – 
kind of taken aback by how how well you were able to turn it around and make a couple of key moves right from out of the gate. So um, you definitely earned uh, some commendability there from from me. I don't know about Steve as well, but uh, yeah, I I can't believe you made it all the way to, to the to the final three. I, I don't think you should be a disappointed at all. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> I would say last year, just like I don't know, with most fantasy leagues, like what happens is for me, like I'll I'll like pay attention for the first four weeks and just be like, ah, eh, whatever. Like this is something else just comes up, I guess. Um, and then last year, I think I got out because I didn't even set my lineup, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I still made it, like without paying any attention, like like literally any sort of attention. I think I still made it to, like week eight or week nine. Like, I remember I got out in like yeah. October, November, or something like that. So. I was like, well, why would I, like, this seems like fun. Like, why don't I just try? And then also <laughs> last year, like, I know you guys, are, I, I listen to podcasts a lot, by the way. Like, I love listening to it. It's a lot of fun. Um, you guys kind of talked in the beginning, like, I didn't use Fab last year, and you guys were going to plan on, like, picking, like, my, like, how, how, what would you would do if I was paying attention? <laughs> yeah, and I kind of shot like, us well, in the foot. <laughs> I was like, well, what if I did try to use fat? Because I tried once last year and it didn't work. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm never going to do this again. Like, I, I tried, I bid on one person, didn't get it. I was like, whatever the hell with this. And then this year, I just went crazy with it. And I think I spent $97 on Teddy Bridgewater, which was a mistake. Um, but <laughs> I just kept trying and trying to build the best team. And uh, yeah, I guess it, it worked out pretty well for the most part. Yeah, I think that was the most fascinating part of your journey. I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to, was the fab and just how you started using it. Uh, and at first, like you said, it started off was like, oh, he's the salty Splatoon. We don't need to account for him. He has like $500 fab. He's not going to use it. <laughs> then there was one week you just, it was like you said, it was like $100 on Teddy Bridgewater. It was like these crazy, <laughs> like, and they didn't make any sense, but we we're like, oh my God, he's yeah. using it. This is bad. He knows what he's doing. And then slowly <laughs> as the game went along, you like completely got the hang of it, I think, which is the coolest part. And then it turned out in the end of you doing exactly what I would have done. You bid, I think it was one more dollar than John T had to get Kelsey from him last week, which is exactly what you needed to do. And to me showed you almost fully had a grasp on the fab. Is that kind of how you feel now? Or do you feel good about it? Yeah. And I think my mistake with, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it a mistake, but, like, I really needed quarterbacks. Like, that's – and I really thought that – I when I spent the money on Teddy Bridgewater, I thought that Tua was, like, done forever. Like, I don't remember if you guys remember when he got that really bad concussion in, like, late September, yeah. early October. Yeah. Everyone was like, I don't even think he should be playing anymore. Should, I don't think, like, John John Oliver had, like, a, a segment, like, should, should football even be allowed anymore? I'm like, oh, man, this is serious. He's <laughs> never playing again. And then he was back in like two weeks or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this was a big <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I think I spent I spent almost all my money on Teddy Bridgewater. This is a huge mistake. And so I think after that I was like really weary about spending any any real amount of money on anybody unless they were like the best of the best. So I didn't make any more crazy bids like that up until the end where like, you know, everyone had like thirty dollars in fab left and tried to use it as like you know, conservatively as possible. Well, Steve, I, I mean, this is really giving me a lot of thought coming in from a host that I guess now we just need to make sure that we start negging our guests as much as possible because eventually they're <laughs> going to be like, well, I guess I will play pretty aggressively. Yeah. So we'll get Pal in next time and we'll eventually everybody will be on board. Yeah, I kind of uh, liked having honestly. a couple people in the league that were like wild cards, but now – 
pal and you are both kind of figuring things out and i don't like it it's not fun yeah it was, it was literally just from sheer pettiness i'm gonna try how about that <laughs> another thing too that i loved of your game um i think it it was john t won the challenge uh to steal derrick henry uh from riley and you also got to steal a player from someone am i do you remember more about that exactly uh, what I'm talking about, because I remember you putting a meme in the chat. You're like, "Give me somebody, give me Cooper Cup." I forgot exactly oh, what you did. I, I was like, I was pretty confident that I was going to be in first place that week because, like, I think it was the Sunday, and then there was like, "Well, we wait for like was the Monday game," and I put like a stupid meme of like Birdman, like, <laughs> like rubbing his hands together, like, "Oh," I, and I'm just like, I can't wait to just like pick whoever at the bottom was, and I think Mark was like. Mark was like at the like he was he he did go home that week but like it was pretty evident at that point that like he was gonna be at the bottom so I'm like okay I'm gonna get for cups like the right, second but... after the game ended I was like no that's that's who I want and you know he did do really well for me until he got injured but yeah that was I yeah I was really that. excited that was an awesome move and I said and that... I remember in the podcast yeah go ahead and then I think the episode after that um Riley was like I think Eric might have the best team in the league I'm like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, think you, I mean, yeah, you would have had a very good argument if Cooper Cup didn't die on you to like make it to the end. It would have been interesting. You know, the, I think like before John T's team just like got like to become this insane juggernaut, there was like a, a solid like month and a half, I feel like, where your team was like the best one going forward in terms of like overall threat level. I think you kind of started the cycle of like now every team had to score like 130 something points a game to be relevant. Yeah, and um, I do kind of. There was also a trade you guys brought up where I don't know if I entirely regret it. It was like it was. It was. A, I could have gotten more out of it. I traded Leonard Fournette for like Matthew Stafford and Pat. Fairmuth, oh yeah. Which, which I'm glad I got Pat Fairmuth because after it was done, I was like, I really, I don't, I don't have another tight end. But like Leonard Fournette wasn't playing well then. I was gonna say it actually. All, it turned out Fournette kind of sucked after that. You Vision, visionary. He did. A lot more for him. <laughs> like yeah. John T was like, "Yeah, sure, take it." <laughs> yeah, but then it, and it turned out Fryermuth ended up being like one of the more valuable tight ends in fantasy too. It, that was a crazy. Oh, yeah, thing. and God, I got yeah. Yeah, John T got uh, Kittle, so he was like, "I don't need Fryermuth," and then Fryermuth ended up being better than Kittle. I don't know if Matthew Stafford ended up playing another NFL game after that, though. Yeah. I think that was when no, the John Stafford experience started. Well, that that kind of oh, goes sucked. he was yeah, that kind of goes back to your point, Rick, where you were just kind of scrambling for quarterbacks all year, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I started out with like Mitch Trubisky and God, I don't remember the other guy. It was just yeah, I remember so horrible. Yeah, you had Trubisky, yeah. and then they they named Pickett the starter, and you're like, "Well, shit, I just lost my quarterback." And then I then I picked up Pickett, I think, because no one else had. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, I'm looking at your I'm looking at your week one team right now, Eric. Your two starting quarterbacks were Mitch Trubisky and Jameis Winston, who neither <laughs> are starting quarterbacks anymore. Well, I guess Trubisky's God. in an emergency, but. <laughs> I yep. mean, I, everyone keeps saying everyone keeps saying it, but it's like it's like like Riley, like Daniel Jones, Michael, Michael in the first round. Now, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, people need quarterbacks. We re- Colby really created a monster. He's a negative game changer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I Steve, I don't know what to do now. I think that now that like we got like everybody who was like a little bit more on the fence, like actually be engaged. We, yeah. I think you're right. We just need to get, we need to find more wild cards. If we're going to expand the draft, Yeah, we'll, we need even more we'll people. Bring in, we'll bring in a freak or two. to. to we'll, we'll bring in big tone. Um, 
<laughs> see what Gonzalo's up to. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> cool. all right. um, yeah, that's all I have, unless you have anything else, Riley. No, no, I'm all good. Eric, yeah. Definitely a surprise. I'm, we're very happy that uh, – we're bummed that you got voted out, but we're happy to be able to talk to you about how you evolved the game. I do, I do want to say, too, it would have been awesome to have you in the final two, I thought, because I think John T. and JP uh, played similar games in terms of just being on the same page or whatever, but I think your game was very different from a lot of people. You would have had a very awesome story to tell. Um, really sorry you didn't make it there, but, again, I thought you played an awesome game uh, and it was awesome to watch. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I actually tried to stay, like, on the radar. Like, I think I only had, like, two or three alliances, really, and I didn't want anyone else to, like, see me or, like, try to vote me or whatever, like, out. But, um, no, I really appreciate I'm going to miss the podcast. I love listening. <laughs> um, I'm sad it's coming to an end, and um, I really appreciate you guys putting all this work into it. This is a lot of fun, honestly. I can't wait for next year. Awesome. Thanks, pal. I appreciate you. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, so... I was speaking to Eric again. I mean, I mean, he we we've said it over and over again, but really great, great character to evolve the season uh, in a lot of different ways, and I think it made it a lot more fun. So bum that he's out, but now we're moving on into the the meat and potatoes of the final two, um, and I believe the final travel council has not happened yet. So yeah. I'm very interested to see what how everything goes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in this timeline, the uh, the final tribal council has not taken place. Um, it will be between John T, Team Judd Sargent, and then JP Team Ao Wu. Uh, two new members, uh, two guys that did not make it too too far last year, uh, made it to the final two this year. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see kind of how it plays out. Um, me and you kind of have our feelings about both of their games. Um, we both kind of I don't know. What do you think in general? I think. John T's clearly obviously kind of dominated the headlines in terms of just team building and his team has been probably the best, like we said with our interview with Eric for a while there, but JP has been under the radar, made some good moves. Uh, was just what comes to your head when you see these two in the final two? Yeah. So I, I think you definitely hit on a lot of key points, right? I feel like John T played hard, um, but played very, very flashy. He was doing a lot of big moves that, we were talking about on the podcast and everyone was kind of bringing up over and over again. He almost had kind of like a, like a mob boss kind of feel, right. Especially when he, when he was uh, helping Dan out to try to get back in the game, he was basically like lending a lot of players to Dan to like beef up Dan's uh, encouragement for Dan to give him something in return. That that was definitely something that I was considering and thinking about there. Um, he made a lot of really big flashy moves, but I, I, then I, it almost kind of feels like his team got, so good where it almost kind of like plateaued where there was like nothing else he could do to accomplish yeah, anything. Exactly. So he was kind of just sitting with like a bunch of like first round picks and there and he, he was just his team was just built and kind of coasted got fumes for a few weeks. Um JP's team though, I feel like was a little bit different in the sense that like he only really made like one really big move that I think um is worth talking about. And it was obviously like using all of his money on Josh Allen and having Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. And the reason that that movie is so vital to getting him where it is, is again, in a league where two quarterbacks is so important. Having the two best quarterbacks is only going to make your team even better. And um, that was really all he needed to do. So he really kind of put that spit on its head there. So I think that is um, how I've been the most impressed with his game. 
he really hasn't just like zoned out and kind of taken it. He has kind of like picked up the pieces on the side. He's worked, been working closely with you as well. So yeah, th- th- those are really my thoughts. Yeah, you bring up the point about um, Josh Allen and Mahomes, uh, which is like obviously huge for his game, whatever. Um, and then I think too where that's going to come into play um, is where John T now lost, or at least looks like he's not going to have Jalen Hurts for this week. And again, in a league where quarterbacks are so valuable, yeah, he'll probably be able to pick up someone really good to replace Hurts. But when you're going up against Josh Allen and Mahomes, that and it uh, looks like JP is going to have Kelsey as well. He's going to have priority and be able to get Kelsey. That's three advantages JP is going to have going into the final matchup um, where John T is lacking. John T might have the star power at the positions. Like he might have all the number one picks and uh, like Jamar Chase, uh, Cooper. Oh, well, he doesn't have Cooper Cup. You know what I mean? Derrick Henry and all those guys. Uh, but JP has the other positions, which is going to make it a little more interesting, I think. Yeah, and an interesting storyline to watch in the first round, at least, is um, the fact that John T uh, last week and ended up dropping DeAndre Hopkins, um, and JP actually picked him up and is immediately starting DeAndre Hopkins in his flex. So there may be a little DeAndre Hopkins revenge game going. Revenge. Um, that'd be something. That'd be something fun to see. Yeah, I, I definitely think the biggest thing going in John T's favor, though, despite missing Hurts, is the fact that. Derrick Henry is playing the Houston Texans this week, and he like literally owns them. I feel like he runs for like yeah. two hundred yards a game every single time. Well, that, so that's what happened to me last year. Is Jake had Derrick Henry uh, against my team, and even though I won the vote, Jake just had Derrick Henry, and a couple of my guys got my guys got banged up. And then even though I dominated pretty much the whole season, Jake destroyed me in the the last two weeks. So anything could happen. I mean, uh, Derrick Henry is that big of a factor, though. It's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's it's almost like any of the the slack that losing Jalen Hurts is gonna gonna bring to the team. Derrick Henry's immediately gonna pick it up. He's gonna put up like QB one numbers. Yeah, it's it's funny though too when you're looking at it. Um, you're looking at G, uh, John T and JP's team, right? Like we were just yeah. talking about how JP again, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Um, it should theoretically be like down to the best four quarterbacks remaining. Um, but the two quarterbacks John T has in his starting lineup. <laughs> Or Geno Smith and Justin Fields, who don't get me wrong, they've been amazing this year, but it's just funny. Like that quarterback matchup on paper is just so funny to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It, it is really funny. It's also Obviously, funny that. Yeah, there's still some waiver like quarterbacks to go through. We'll see if he ends up with like Herbert or Joe Burrow or whoever, but for right now, it's funny. Yeah, it, it does look funny. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to see is that we, we talked about this kind of a callback all the way to the first episode, but. Um, John T is as of right now starting James Conner and his flex, who has been he's, he's probably the worst player starting of all these teams. And it is also a throwback because I said that he was going to be pretty bad this year in fantasy, yeah. uh, all the way at the beginning. Um, so it's funny that some team starting him has made it to the finals. Yeah, it's yeah, it's full circle. It shows uh where your head was at, and then Najee Harris nowhere to be found, huh? No, nowhere <laughs> to be found. I don't think I don't think anybody's going to pick him up. Um, yeah, just keeping an eye. I mean, I'm not. We don't need to send it to future Steve because I don't. I don't. I frankly don't want to come on later and break down who went from <laughs> the waivers. Um, but looking at it, and there's a few guys that I think are going to get picked up and play pivotal roles in this kind of uh, final matchup. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I, I spoiler alert: JP is getting Kelsey. He has priority uh, over John T. Neither of them have any money left, so it's pretty much going to be alternating who gets who in terms of their priorities. Uh, so JP is going to get Kelsey, 
on. After that, is there any, I mean, I feel like, who do you think the biggest name after that is on the wire? Do you think it's Diggs, Josh Jacobs? Um, My money would be that for, for JP especially, Josh Jacobs should be the number two, considering yeah. that, like, he needs another running back, and Josh Jacobs, he just gets incredible usage. Like, well, Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon may be better overall. Josh Jacobs just gets way more touches a game than those guys do. Because the way – so the way it would work out is JP would get Kelsey, then John T would pretty much get first pick of the other guys. Um, so if John T – John T could get Jacobs, or John T could go Diggs, or he can go Dalvin Cook. I think it's kind of interesting to see who John T would go after in that scenario. Do you think he goes for Diggs, or do you think he just says fuck it and goes Jacobs himself? I think if I was John T, I think I would go Jacobs just because of the fact that he has Jefferson, Hill – <laughs> Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase. Like, yeah, I feel like at this point, adding in another like top five wide receiver could only bring negative mojo to your team. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's like, why at that point even bother? Just throw Jacobs in at the James Conner spot and it'd be hard to lose, I think, if you're John. Yeah. Chase. Exactly. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> I wonder if well, JP, JP plays any gamesmanship and goes after the quarterbacks so John T can't pick them up. Do you think he tries that? Or do you think he oh, think of that? I, that's that's what would be in my head. I'm like, I'm going for Burrow. I'm going for Herbert. Like, I don't want John T getting them. Well, only only a few inches of wall separate you from JP. <laughs> so I hope he heard he heard yeah. you. But I don't think he's gonna. I don't uh, think he's gonna think, no think ahead that far ahead. Yeah. That. Uh, but that's what I'd be thinking about. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be interesting either way. No matter what happens, John T is gonna have the advantage on paper. Uh, we'll see if JP is able to overcome it, use some managing skills, and find a way to win it. That's the only way we can leave it, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. I feel like that right now the uh, the scoring is favoring John T by uh, plus or minus twenty three. So right now it doesn't look that great, but uh, again, just a couple of key players can change anything, especially someone like Kelsey, especially with with uh, JP having Mahomes as well. Just like if Kelsey gets two touchdowns, has like one of those two touchdown games that Mahomes throws to him, it's like a completely wide open. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so I mean that'll pretty much do it. Um, just just kind of a reminder to everyone how exactly the final tribal is going to work. Uh, we're all going to get together. Ask the two final two members some questions, uh, get to know their games, get to know how they played, and eventually everybody in the game will be able to cast a vote for the winner. Um, whoever wins the vote um, will get 1.5 points added to their score uh, each week. So it's a two-week final, remember. Uh, they'll get 1.5 points added to their score for each vote. They'll get a bonus 10 points each week if they won the vote. Um, and then the caveat this year is – Whoever won the vote only has to win one of the final two weeks. So it'll be two separate scores each week. Um, the, the winner of the vote just has to win one. And if they do, they are the sole survivor. Uh, the loser of the vote would have to win both weeks uh, this year to win the title of sole survivor. So an interesting twist designed on my downfall of losing last year because I was pissed <laughs> about it and didn't think it was fair. Well, I, I think the game needs to constantly evolve. So yeah. I think we're good here. Yeah. So yeah, um, we'll send it uh, over to, well, no, we'll wrap this podcast here. This will be kind of the end of our week 15 recap or week 16. Well, what week in the NFL was this? Uh, uh, it was week 15. Yeah, we always yeah. forget. Uh, this is the week 15 recap. 
uh, coming up in the Football Themes Network. Um, we will have our final Tribal Council. It will be available on the podcast network. Um, and then at the end of Final Tribal, uh, the winner of the vote will be revealed. Um, and then after that, we'll, I'll kind of give a summary again of what you could expect and how everything is going to play out. Um, we will not be on this feed uh, next week unless the, there is a winner and it is over, um, in which case we'll hop on with the winner and kind of recap um, how everything went down and we'll have the runner-up hop on as well. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds great. Yeah, and then if the loser of Final Tribal Council wins this week, uh, we don't have an official winner. We'll take a week off and we'll get together in two weeks and hop back on them and recap the season and close out this podcast, which is sad. It's coming to an end. It is definitely a bummer. Definitely yeah. a bummer. Yeah, it's been a pleasure all year. Um, one more podcast. I don't know all it is on this feed. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, quarterbacks still have a few coming up and the hoop themes will be in action all throughout the winter and spring. So stay tuned to at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for everything we got dropping. And until we have the winner announced of, of Survivor Fantasy Football, we'll see you guys next time.